This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts. And on my blog, The Whole Dish, www.mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food, which is the mobile version. This week's food section, a la carte as it's titled in the Mail Tribune, included a story probably predictably about the top food related trends for 2019. And there's a number of surveys that are conducted across the country by various marketing firms and professional associations. And one of the ones that was prominent was the National Restaurant Association's What's Hot Survey. And Tribune News Service did a story sort of melding together a lot of these studies and survey results. And one of the largest indicators from this National Restaurant Association's What's Hot Survey was 69% of the respondents agreeing that globally inspired breakfast dishes are something that we're going to see a lot of as diners, um, consumers of media, stories, recipes, and just, you know, out, out and about in the world seeing more than our typical French toast, pancakes, <laughs> bacon and eggs that we're so accustomed to seeing. One of the things that was cited are some Middle Eastern dishes, some Asian inspired dishes, with the sort of understanding that these aren't exactly new even in the United States and certainly not among immigrant populations. But in the past few years, we've been seeing Middle Eastern spices and techniques sort of entering the realm of American breakfast. It was in 2015 that I posted a recipe to my blog for eggs baked in yogurt and dusted in the Middle Eastern spice sumac. Of course, that's sort of a a vehicle for toast, even flatbread, could serve it with a side of hummus. But um, yeah, eggs baked in yogurt, drizzled on olive oil, maybe a squeeze of lemon dusted with sumac, sort of very Middle Eastern inspired. The following year, I posted a recipe for a Vietnamese-inspired breakfast banh mi sandwich, and that had some bacon and a sriracha mayonnaise and egg and some pickled vegetables in the vein of that popular sandwich from Vietnam. It was even longer ago that we posted a recipe, actually ran a recipe in the food section of the Mail Tribune for the dish that was cited in this week's article, the top food trends. And that dish is called shakshuka. It's a melange of peppers and tomatoes. It can have zucchini. And it's, it's also almost like a stew that becomes sort of a 
a way of conveying poached eggs again to toast or or flatbread perhaps so that was back in 2014 that that recipe was posted with a story about sort of updating breakfast and brunch but it's very much still in people's mentality shakshuka so i posted a recipe to my blog this week to sort of give people more companion with that top food trends story. You saw the photo for shakshuka, but no recipe. And that can be seen on my current blog, posted January 15th, under the headline, Globally Inspired Dishes Broaden Breakfast Menus. It has, again, some zucchini, onion, bell pepper, garlic, olive oil, diced fire-roasted tomatoes. It's a great dish with some crushed red pepper flakes, paprika, cumin to just sort of revitalize the taste buds in these kind of winter, cold winter days, spice things up. It puts me very much in mind of the filling for a tart recipe that I ran more than a year ago. They're very, very similar. Mexican tomato tart. And it sort of takes this shakshuka filling and elevates it to another level to kind of elegant brunch dish in a homemade pastry crust with cumin seeds kind of studding the pastry and still this vehicle for some really nicely poached eggs. I thought I'd share that recipe actually in this blog. A little bit more involved than shakshuka, but very much like a make-ahead dish and um, one that would certainly impress even the most sophisticated palates for brunch. And it could even be dinner, of course. The trend breakfast for dinner, is, as I acknowledge in my blog, is decades old. And this dish would be absolutely delicious. That recipe was posted September 20th, 2017, under the headline, Abundant Eggs, Peppers, Tomatoes, Fill, Fall Tart. Of course, I was referring to summer, early fall vegetables from the garden. But um, this can easily be done in the wintertime with either items that have been preserved from your home garden or just kind of basic produce items again uses a lot of onions, bell peppers, and tomatoes specifically. You can find that recipe by going to the archives of my blog, select from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page, their archives, select September 2017, and then just page down a couple of posts to the 20th to that um, headline, Abundant Eggs, Peppers, Tomatoes, Fill Fall Tart. But I'll share the recipe now. It starts with making a homemade pastry which is a pretty straightforward, simple process if you have a food processor. And it starts by combining in a food processor bowl two cups of flour, as well as two teaspoons cumin seeds, which, you know, is really what we're going for in this recipe as opposed to ground cumin because the cumin seeds are going to just give you a nice little bite of cumin in, you know, sort of every couple of inches of pastry rather than the whole dough being kind of overwhelmingly flavored as cumin. They also have a nice texture as well. 
add to the the flour and the cumin seeds eight tablespoons chilled unsalted butter that's a stick cut into tablespoon size pieces and a quarter teaspoon salt pulse that in the food processor bowl until the butter is reduced to pea-sized pieces. And then with the processor motor running, drizzle in ice water a tablespoon at a time until the dough just starts to hold together. You don't want it too sticky. It just starts to come together and wrap around the processor blade. That's when it's time to, to stop the motor, um, take it out, and transfer it to your lightly floured work surface. Knead it briefly just to shape it into a flat disc. You don't want to overwork this. And then um, pat it, pat it sort of flat, wrap it in plastic wrap, and refrigerate it for up to five days if you don't plan on assembling the tart immediately. It always is a good idea to let the dough rest. It, it tends to make a nicer, flakier crust, but you can put it in your, your tart shell right away. If you do refrigerate it after making it ahead, bring it to room temperature before rolling it out and baking it. So using a 10-inch or so tart pan with the removable bottom, you're going to roll out the pastry to about 14 inches in diameter, which sort of fits in the bottom and up the sides a little bit. Transfer it to the tart pan and then trim the edges even with the rim. If you've ever done this before, you know that it's very easy to simply roll your rolling pin across the top of a tart pan. And if you certainly have a metal one with a removable bottom, it just makes a nice clean cut really, really easily. You're not taking a knife and trying to go inch by inch. This is all in one quick roll. It's a great technique. Prick the bottom of the pastry with a fork in several places and cover it with parchment paper or aluminum foil and add some dried beans or pie weights to this. And you're going to bake that in a preheated 400 degree oven for 10 minutes until the bottom feels crisp. Remove it from the oven and reduce the oven temperature to 350 for baking the filled tart. So while it's baking for that 10 minutes, you could be working on the filling. You need to peel and chop two medium onions, core seed and chop two green bell peppers, have a 28 ounce can of diced tomatoes ready as well, and start heating a skillet to medium heat and add to the skillet about a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil or you could use an, another oil as well neutral flavored oil about a tablespoon when the oil starts shimmering add the two peeled and chopped onions this could be this could be any onion I often say I prefer yellow or white onion in most applications, but the pep flavor of the peppers are so strong in this. I think a red onion is certainly fine as well. Whatever you prefer. You could use a, a red or a white and yellow together. The variety is nice. Add the bell peppers as well. The two cord seeded and chopped green bell peppers. Again, mixing it up and also because green bell peppers tend to have a very strong pronounced flavor, you could make it one green, one yellow or orange pepper 
which would be nice. I, I prefer the flavor of the yellow and the orange, the riper peppers myself. So cover the skillet and cook until the vegetables begin to get tender for five minutes. And then add the 28-ounce can of diced tomatoes, preferably no salt added, and a half teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes. Cook uncovered until the filling becomes quite thick. This is, again, it's kind of a stew for 15 to 20 minutes, stirring occasionally to keep it from sticking. Remove it from the heat and taste for seasoning, adding salt to taste, freshly ground black pepper to taste. So that pastry shell, of course, has been par-baked. It's going to continue to bake with the filling in it. And so you want to spread that filling evenly into the tart shell. Of course, remove the, the parchment and the, and the beans or pie weights first. Create a large well right in the center for one of the eggs that you're going to crack into this. And then evenly spaced around the edges, create five more wells, just like little holes. You'll drop the eggs right into. And then, of course, you need five eggs. Crack one of each into these depressions in the filling and then season the eggs themselves lightly with salt and pepper. Cover the, the whole tart pan at this point filled with the eggs cracked in with aluminum foil and bake it in the preheated 350 degree oven until the egg whites are set but the yolks are still runny. That takes about 20 to 30 minutes. It, it's always surprising to me that eggs in the oven actually take much longer than I think they're going to. You know, they cook so quickly on the stove in a skillet, but it, it does take 20 to 30 minutes at 350 degrees to achieve the desired doneness for these, which again are whites set, but yolks preferably still runny and it can be served warm or as I mentioned, this is a nice make-ahead dish that's still really, really delicious at room temperature and shouldn't compromise the quality of the eggs provided it isn't left out for much more than 30 minutes or so. That makes eight servings of Mexican tomato tart with cumin pastry. And that recipe was adapted by the Washington Post from the cookbook, The Best of Rose Elliott, The Ultimate Vegetarian Collection. So it's a nice meatless breakfast or, or brunch option. Would certainly be delicious if you wanted to add, adapt it though with just a tiny, tiny bit of Mexi Mexican chorizo sauteed with the vegetables or even a little bit of the dry Spanish style chorizo, which I really like diced up really, really finely. It would only take just a couple of ounces to infuse this whole dish with just a ton of flavor from, from either of those proteins. So give that one a try for sort of elegant, globally inspired in the trend of 2019 <laughs> breakfast or brunch. And again, that recipe for cumin, excuse me, Mexican tomato tart with cumin pastry can be found on my blog, The Whole Dish at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and select from the archives, September 2017 on page down to the headline, abundant eggs, peppers, tomatoes, fill fall tart. Thank you for listening to The Whole Dish.